Hi, everyone. You're listening to Candidly Laura, a daily podcast for adventure seekers and personal development junkies. Laura is a digital nomad who always tells it like she sees it. She loves talking about travel, entrepreneurship, dogs, and more. Take it away, Laura. Good day. National Coffee Day. I hope that if you are a coffee lover like me, that you get an extra special coffee today because of all the days to deserve an extra special coffee, it's National Coffee Day. Also, I think it's funny that National Coffee Day is the 29th of September, but International Coffee Day is October 1st. Like we couldn't come to an agreement. <laughs> so we have to have um, so we have to have two two different days. So celebrate today and on the first. And I love coffee so much. I've had to reduce quite a bit based off of several of my health factors, but I used to drink coffee pretty much like all day, every day. And I travel with my own um, coffee grinder and it was, it was hard to not travel with um, either my Chemex or my French press or my coffee maker. And, um, so love to all of those appliances. I miss you and you're great. (laughs) Okay. Uh, today we're going to talk about starting to look at simple ways that you can detox your life. And this sort of theme of detoxing and cleaning up not only the products you use, but sort of the social media you consume and the dishes you use, it's going to be an overlying theme that I continue to come back to because I don't think people necessarily realize how simple some of the ways to start to look at living a healthier life can actually be. So this list is five things that I feel like are simple and as with everything may not be simple to do all five, but My hope is there's at least one on this list um, that you will feel. Okay, could you lay down, please? Could just stop with the. Can you? I don't know if you guys can hear that, but I moved the dog bed into the room that I'm in so that Tucker could get in it. And now we're doing that, like try to dig to China because I need to get the fluff in the exact perfect spot before I can lay down. Okay. Um, so my hope is that at least one of these will be something that you're like, oh, I didn't realize how important that was. So here's something that I um, can do. Now, the first one may be controversial because I certainly have had some conversations over the last couple of years that people think that this is a hard thing to do. And that is meditation. Now, I just want to be super clear The point of meditation is not to empty your mind of all thoughts, (laughs) because I feel like that's when people start meditating. That's what they think that they're trying to do. And it's not. okay. so even a one minute meditation can start to help reduce your stress, stress, help you stay focused, help improve your relationships, help regulate your mood, help promote productivity. So daily meditation, even in small quantities have, has, have, or has, I think both work in this sentence, strangely, um, have the ability to really dramatically change your life and your mood. 
there are a couple different ways that you can start to instigate this. If you have an Apple product, you might already be getting prompted just to breathe for a minute with the Mind app. Um, and then there's also a couple apps that you can start to listen to, or you can go on to YouTube. Um, so the Calm app is pretty popular and they have a really nice like beginning to how to learn how to meditate. And then I also really like Insight Timer. Um, and I actually pay for Insight Timer so I can take some of their courses as well. But what's nice about Insight Timer is that you can search the library for, you know, beginning meditation under five minutes and get just a guided meditation for like a minute or two. And part of learning how to meditate is honestly just learning how to watch thoughts. And by watch, I mean, notice, listen, hear, see thoughts as they move and and acknowledge them and then let them go. And that is such a powerful practice. And it's also um, meditation similar with yoga is also the best way to sort of really get in tune with your breathing, which is great life resets. So that's number one is to begin to um, have a meditation practice. I recommend honestly starting with one minute because you can do something for 60 seconds, I promise. All right, number two, unfollow or mute or snooze people on social media platforms that you compare yourself to. And I want to be clear that the comparison can either be what this author um, calls upward or downward comparison. So in looking at how we relate to social media, a lot of it is um, judging and comparison and swiping. Like it's all connected because we're forming thoughts and beliefs. We're seeing, we're finding envy, we're finding like uh, all sorts of things happen every single time you swipe. Okay. So upward comparison is feeling or wanting or wishing or FOMOing that you wish your life was like theirs. You wish you were out with their friends. You wish that they had invited you any sort of like, gosh, I wish I could go on that vacation. I wish I had the house, any sort of upward, like wanting of the thing that they have. And that could be either like, it could even be their writing. It could be their photo taking. It could be literally like anything, the family they have, the house they have, anything. And then downward comparison is honestly judgment, right? That, oh, I'm so much farther along with them. Oh, they're just getting started on that. Um, I can't believe that they said that. I can't believe they did that on social media. The gosh, that photo looks so terrible. I can't believe they put it on. So the, um, the comparison takes like a decent negative toll on your well-being. And what happens in that sort of comparison loop is that it affects how you think and talk to yourself. And it influences your confidence, your attitude, your motivation, your self-belief. And what it really does is it helps and sort of fosters this comparison and judgment and negative feelings in a sort of like dopamine loop. So taking a moment and 
it doesn't, you don't have to set aside special time for this, but if you start to notice when certain people come up on your feed, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, take the two seconds. If it's someone that you know, or you're noticing you compare yourself to, or you think negative thoughts about towards, um, take that moment and mute them, mute their stories, mute their, um, feed or unfollow them. Or if you're on Facebook, snooze them and give yourself a break from, and it could be forever from seeing them to trigger those negative feelings to hopefully help boost your positive engagement with social, with, um, social media. All right. So that's number two for beginning to detox your life. All right, number three. This is something I think a decent amount of people do. Not everyone does. And I want to give just a little information behind it because um, it's not in your imagination that actually has a bunch of purposes. And that is taking your shoes off at the door. So I feel like culturally, there's some cultures where taking your shoes off at the door is just like mandatory and it's not quite that way everywhere else, but it's been interesting. There's been some, quite a few studies that have shown what sort of things can be tracked on the soles of your shoes and sort of the top three, um, a university of Arizona study found that E. coli was the most common bacteria found on your shoe bottoms, which is like, oh yeah, of course I don't want to be bringing in E. coli into, um, into the house. Um, another one, these other two, I don't know how to pronounce them, <laughs> but they're both bacteria. One is staph and one is C. diff. Clostridium difficile. Anyway, um, they're both things that can trigger either diarrhea or um, inflammation of the colon. And this one has several types of um, like staph infections, I think is what this staph is. And then the the last one that's commonly fall found on the bottoms of shoes, of course, are pesticides, right? So those can be pesticides or herbicides that are sprayed in certain areas and then are tracked through other areas. So that could be parks, you know, any sort of open field crops, etc. So there are a bunch of things that your shoes can track in. And besides sort of bacteria and stuff, it's of course also just like dirt and germs and other assorted chemicals that just live in the world. So by leaving them at the door, um, you're just keeping them to a designated area instead of tracking it all over to your bare feet, on your hands, in your air, etc. So cleaning the bottoms of your shoes may not actually <laughs> be, um, I don't know, I've never done it. I'm sure there probably are some people that do, but just by keeping that in a certain area and keeping it out of the rest of your home and dusting and mopping and stuff is just a good way to start to reduce outside chemicals from coming inside. Just saying that easy peasy. All right. Number four, reduce your plastic use and consumption. So this can play out a lot of different ways, depending on how much you've already done this, or if you haven't done it, 
Um, and that is not only single use plastic, like foods that come in single use plastics, takeout, um, but also in storing. So if you have 10 year old um, Tupperware switching over to glass or using glass jars, reusing glass jars. So looking at all of the ways in which specifically this is for food and plastic um, and something that just happened this year. And I, I don't know if everyone heard about this or not, but just in 2022, they've started to find microplastics in human blood. And that is alarming and a big deal because microplastics cause quite a bit of human damage to ourselves. And it wasn't just like they found it in a couple people, but they found tiny particles of microplastics in almost 80% of the people that were tested. So that's bad. (laughs) And that is from plastics really taking over everywhere and plastics being in food and in water and in the soil. So then it's in, it's in everything. Um, so it's a reason to be concerned that we are swallowing millions of microplastic particles a day and that it's staying in our body and going into our blood. So some ways to start to reduce. I, the two places that I already said and um, that I think everyone should start with because I think they're, you know, quote unquote, the easiest is first at the grocery store. And that is to see how much of your food is in plastic and can you buy the food not in plastic? So even just starting with the produce aisle, how much of your food is in the plastic wrap, right? And there's a bunch of stores that now are putting the organics and plastic to keep them separated from the conventional foods, produce items. And that's just like another layer of plastic. Um, You know, can you get your lettuce, not from the bags, but from the actual lettuce section that's just hanging out, living its life. So that would be the first place. And then the second place I do really strongly because of all the research based off of how the plastics interact with food and break down with heating, that you look at how you can start to switch out your plastic Tupperware and plastic food containers to glass. All right. So that's number four, reducing your plastic use and your single plastic consumption. And then number five is my favorite. (laughs) Um, And that is spending more time outside. And I know it seems kind of silly, but we don't spend very much time outside anymore. And we used to just sort of like live outside in caves and it's not good for ourselves and our body and our mind and our mood. So um, very sadly, the nature of American study found that Americans report spending less than five hours a week in nature. And that's sad. So similar to meditation, a lot of the benefits of being outside 
are pretty much the same. That's relieving stress, improving your mood, boosting your immune system. So soaking up vitamin D from the sun is good. Um, And it's also like having more time with trees, like literally breathing fresh air (laughs) really does a lot for your mood and also your stress and your cells are just like, thank you so much for feeding me. So spending, I mean, I think the goal should be more than the national average, right? So more than half of Americans report spending less than five hours. Okay. So if you get to five hours, five hours and 10 minutes, <laughs> you're above half of the average. And I, I just can't, I spend more time outside in nature and hiking and walking my dogs. Um, and I, I wish that upon everyone because having a detoxing our lives and finding more mental stability and energy and clarity and improving our mood and reducing our stress are all things I think we're going to have to spend the rest of our lives doing. So go and listen to the birds chirp, go listen to water running, go sit and stare at a tree or lander and have a picnic. So um, these are five ways to start to detox your life. I hope you found them helpful. If you liked them, send me a little message. Tell me which one's your favorite, which one you're going to try. All right. Bye friends.